Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left Podcast, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. Correct. Okay. Whoa. Lauren, we're, we're how's it going? It. <laughs> it's good, Karen. How are you? I'm great. We're doing it. So I figured this is kind of our introductory podcast, right? Uh, our introductory episode. And going forward, we have lots of plans about things we're going to talk about and things we're going to do. But this one, I thought it might be nice for people to get to know us who don't know us. Yeah. Although... Who's listening to us that this, who doesn't know us? I mean... Eventually. Maybe in the future, people are like, let's listen to this crazy podcast that... I hope so. That's a dream. Yeah. So, I kind of thought we'd talk a little bit about, like, our history as friends and just different theater things that we've been around. Um, also, we've been talking about doing this podcast in, in like... <laughs> Year one of our friendship. Yes. We talked about doing this. It's like five years. We're (laughs) several years past it now, which is fine. Um, But I just, you know, we're doing it. Why not? Pandemic. Yeah. This is what I feel like we're one of one million podcasts to be born out of the pandemic. This is true. But also we start, we were like making plans for the podcast. We like, did. <laughs> a year ago. And then we're we like. We did. Um, okay. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about how you and I met because I do think it's kind of a funny story, at least from my perspective. And then obviously from yours as well, because we were on the different sides of that. But essentially you were doing a show with one of, with a theater group that we both are mutually sort of around. Yeah. And you were music directing that. And a mutual friend of ours was drumming. Shout out Matt. And he said to me, hey, I'm playing this show. The music director is really cool and young and hip. And I think you would really get along with her. And I was like... I just tossed my hair over. Yeah, it was a good hair flip. So I trust Matt. He's like got great sense of that kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay. I was coming to see the show anyway. He was like, come and see the show? I said, of course. Uh, There's mutual friends in that show. So we came... And I met you, I, like, watched the show, it was great. You were on stage the whole time. Yeah. So I did get to, like, visually see you. How freaking cool I was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which I feel like, if I remember correctly, did you have, you were on stage and you looked hip and cool, but, like, Naturally. did you have, like, interesting hair or something in that show? Did you have, like, color hair or something? No, was it, was on, like... uh, it was just brown. It was just brown. It was just brown. No, but they, the director wanted me to direct the band to wear like 90s grunge because it was American Idiot. Right. And so we were playing on stage like a rock band would and he was like, please wear 90s grunge. And so I went, yeah. 90s grunge. Yes. <laughs> he remarks later, he's like, I've never had a music director wear what you wear. And I was like, you told that was this yeah. is the direction. <laughs> well, and maybe one day we'll talk about that director in a, in a way where we don't use names. But uh, yeah, so I got to kind of see you and you, you did a great job. The show was great. And then we did that thing afterward where, like, Matt introduced us, but, like, in a way where he's like, this is my friend Karen. She has a theater group. And this is Lauren. She just music directed this show. And then we had to do that awkward thing where we were like, oh, great job. This is so nice. Like, good to meet you. Yep. And then we, and because small talk can kind of only take you so far in those situations, especially, like, anybody who's ever been outside, like, after a show meeting people, like, stage dooring it, like... They're not meant for long interactions. They're meant to be like, good job. Okay. And then you move yep. on. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel like it was kind of a funny first meeting, but we, I mean, it was nice. You were very tall. I remember that. Still true to this day. Still tall. Still very tall. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like we had a good sense of it. And then we kind of, that was it. Cause that was still like spring. I feel like it was spring. Yeah. It was, it was, um, I want to say spring. Yeah. yeah. It was so long ago. Guys. It was in Marchish. Yeah, so springtime. So cut to the summer. My company decided uh, I was doing last five years, and non theater people 
if you're listening to this, thanks. But <laughs> not, the last five years is a two-person show. Yeah. So, like, it's a very intimate show in that you have two performers. You, It's all music. There's very little dialogue. Hardly any. Very little yeah. dialogue. If you see the Jeremy Jordan, Anna Kendrick version, movie version, it's, like, kind of close, but, like, go see the stage version. Yeah. Um, I was so, just going to say, like, it's all right. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but Terry Jordan is, like, definitely a stage actor. He's got crazy eyes. It's fine. He yeah. Sounds great. They did fine, but, yeah. like... I don't know. The whole kind of, to me, the whole kind of appeal of that show is that it is so intimate. And when you movie-fy it and you give it settings and different things, like, it almost takes you... people in there? Yeah, it, like, takes you out of it a little bit. But anyway, um, the girl who was playing Kathy for us had just done American Idiot with Lauren. Yeah. And then uh, when we were looking for Jamie, I did not know this at the time... But uh, Caitlin, who played our Kathy, was like, I just was an American idiot with this guy who I think would be a great Jamie. Yeah. Later on, we would come to find out very good friends with Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, very small, incestuous circle of people. But, um... Good uh, word to use. Well, <laughs> that's theater, man. Like, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I want to reach out to Lauren because this is, like, the perfect show to do where, you know, it's small, where there's not a lot of moving parts. Like, I knew you could handle that because you've just done a bigger show. Mm -hmm. But, like, for me to get to know you, uh, I felt like a really good opportunity. And you knew Ryan. So then it was like, well, she already knows. You knew Ryan and Caitlin. So you already know how... I've worked with them, yeah. 100% of the cast. Yeah. Um, And so it just felt like a good chance to, like, to see if we would work well together and then maybe we'd do more stuff. So we did the show, and the I think the funnier thing is, like, the funny thing to me is how I auditioned Ryan, which is that I didn't audition him. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. It's so I weird. freaked him out because I'm a pretty decisive person, especially when it comes to casting. So, like, yep. I, like, know who I want. Like, if you audition and I see you, I'm going to be like, yes, no, maybe which so. Which is why I, I love don't. working with you because yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, I like yeah. that. I don't like that. Yeah. Let's move. Oh, it's like, it's <laughs> so great. It, we cast very quickly. It's I feel like there's only been a couple shows where we have really had to toil. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily because we couldn't decide. It was like we had too many good choices. Yes. Anyway. So the way I auditioned Ryan was to come to an American Idiot like uh, rehearsal, yeah. and I stood in their lobby, listened to him sing for thirty seconds, and then left. Well, and I feel like it was like an audition for me and Ryan. Yes, like you. I was watching you, him, <laughs> and then kind of watched me like teach the music to like a bunch of people, and I was like, Who, "Who's that?" And then and then you just left. I just oh. left. I I think okay. I was there maybe. <laughs> five minutes yeah you weren't there long like it was quick and were you there with anybody it was like no i literally came by myself and just like boop 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 came in <laughs> who dis? and then was like bye because here's the thing i saw enough from you that i felt good about it i saw enough from ryan and heard him that i was like oh he'll be fine and then i, was, I didn't need to stay for any longer so <laughs> you could have said hi but <laughs> i no, i didn't no you guys were in the middle of rehearsal but no, when you hear ryan tell this story maybe one day we'll have ryan on but he yeah. was like, I was so freaked out because you didn't say anything. You just came and stared at me and then left. And I was like, did I look friendly? He's like, no. You really didn't. Yeah, I came because I was like, man, I was like all business. So, uh, you know, that is kind of how I operate. And thankfully, you've gotten used to that because honestly, I feel like sometimes that's sad and off-putting. But uh, we did last five. It went great. It I fun. think we had a really fun time. It's a tough show to do too. I mean, it's just, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but we kind of got through that. And then, then you were sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd had no choice. I was going to call you every time, no matter what. Yeah. But I think the cool thing is from there, we've done a ton of shows yes. in different capacities in which you've fully MD'd stuff. You've come in and played synthesizer for stuff. <laughs> it's my favorite thing that I do. <laughs> uh, mine too. Uh, you know, and I think... 
uh, from there, obviously, we became great friends yeah. and, you know, have just had a good time. And it's always one of those things where anytime, uh, this is true for anything, anytime you can do stuff with your friends, I think it just makes for a more enjoyable time. We've had a lot of nonsense. You know, I've gotten texts from you at 2 a.m. to be like, I have this idea for a dumb thing. And I'm like, okay, let's. So, yeah, so that's a little bit like, that's how we kind of met and how we kind of started working together. And then it's funny even talking about it now because it feels like simultaneously so much time but also like not that long like last five years clearly based on the poster six years ago but like i don't feel like it's been six years no i don't really feel like it's been six years either but i agree with that the time that has passed feels short and long at the same time yeah that's weird it is weird that's kind of how lauren and i met a little bit i think we it's probably helpful to say like we both come from long lives of theater stuff like you're more like family side i feel like your family super into theater my family is super into theater my parents met in a show like a community theater show um my grandpa did theater since he was like a child and he met my grandmother in college she was (laughs) she was doing costumes she she will never get on stage but she was doing so like that's our and then my dad did theater in high school and like they got me started when I was, like, three. My dad was the lead in Lil Abner. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, you know, what tier does that fall in? <laughs> I do. I don't know. Um, uh, yep. Yep. The generational. <clears throat> yeah. And so I came in as, and my mom and I were, like, in the ensemble. That was my first show. And so that was, like, how I grew up was, like, doing theater. See, and this makes sense because your parents were, like, performers that you also kind of went that direction uh, interestingly, I was around theater all the time growing up, but my parents, as you know, not like stage people. Um, they don't even like to talk that no, much. No, <laughs> I was just going to say, if anything, in a very like adorable, cute way, sometimes I won't even see them after shows because they'll be like, well, you just look very busy. You're talking a lot of people. We've decided to go. So then we'll like come and support me, but then they'll like send me a text or whatever we talk about next time we see each other. Yeah. But very much like not those kind of people like don't are not spotlighty kind of people. Same for me, where, so I grew up going to see theater, and we saw performances and went to concerts and things like that, um, but definitely didn't grow up necessarily, like, with a family that was like, get on stage, and in fact, did not do my first theater stuff until seventh grade, so, like, a late bloomer compared to you, but then did all tech stuff and behind-the-scenes stuff, so, which is still very true and indicative of our rules within my program, within (laughs) your program, like... We just, uh, I have no desire for that, as you know. Not this episode, I think, but we'll maybe talk about a great prank that we pulled one time based on all those things, oh, but uh, we'll save that. Stay tuned. But, like, we both have kind of that history of, I think, really growing up and enjoying it and loving it and having it just be around us in a yeah. way. So, I mean, it was, like, my whole life when I was a kid. And, like, I'm now a middle school drama teacher and my <laughs> parents used to use it as like an incentive for me to like get good grades because my grades were like oh. not that good. so I would do a show or I'd want to do a show and they'd be like well do your homework and you can be in this show it's amazing and sometimes it worked and sometimes I wasn't allowed to be in the show yeah I was I will never forget you can't take it with you in junior year of high school my grades were not good enough so I was not allowed to be in and that stuck with you yeah and I really wanted to be in it wow so um yeah I did not have that problem but yeah. Uh, was it, uh, overachiever, chronic, mm, chronic overachiever. Anyway, um, but never wanted to be on stage, so that maybe that was also why they weren't like, well, we can't, we're not gonna ban you from just helping out backstage. Uh, I think, I mean, that's kind of one of those things where I think you can get into theater at any point in your life and still have it be something that's around you. Now, I wasn't in any shows when I was three, but I definitely was getting taken to 
theater things like children local children's theater um told the story before but my parents used to usher at the at the fisher and the fox and so they would just uh buy me a ticket like this was uh the late 80s where like children were getting kidnapped slightly more prevalently but like it, not to the degree i guess that we're aware of now so they would just <laughs> so they give didn't me, feel uncomfortable just like put no <laughs> they would give me a ticket and, and sit me like in the back upper balcony by myself like with like a book or whatever keeping quiet and they would go do their thing and usher and then right before the show would start ushers always got to you know you got to stay and watch the show they would come collect me we'd move down to better seats and then watch the show together great so like now surely you're not leaving like a six-year-old child by themselves i can't imagine that would be someone will call the police yeah no yeah Yeah. like some other like well-meaning person would be like um there's a child excuse me there's a small Small asian child uh (laughs) sitting alone in the balcony specifically asian yeah uh reading a nancy drew book yeah (laughs) where are your grown-ups yeah yeah um but yeah i think it's one of those things where definitely you know you can kind of come to it at any age and that's kind of the awesome part about theater that's one of the reasons why you and i love theater i think that's kind of our backgrounds i guess we could say what we currently do you kind of alluded i did yeah yeah. i'm a middle school drama teacher and i love it mostly except for teaching during the pandemic is really awful but i my job is the coolest job we'll look back and we'll be like oof pandemic stuff yeah i'm gonna have like zoom ptsd like if i ever have to do like zoom anything in the future like post pandemic i am going to just like regress into some weird like do you feel like it's made because i already uh i'm a little bit older than lauren by (laughs) who knows but uh i feel like do you think that this has caused people to not regress back, but, like, I am looking so much more forward to interacting with people live and, like, in person than ever before, where even now I will, if I have to text somebody or do something like that, I will really think hard about maybe just calling them because I just want to, like, even that interaction is better than being, like, whatever. Yeah, it's funny because I I know some people feel that way where they're, like, I cannot wait to see people. And some people are, like, you know what? I've realized that I don't enjoy people that much. So I, I know. I hermited up a little. I live in the woods now, and I literally was like, I need to talk to, like, two people. That's fine. Yeah. I am the way where, like, I need to see people to yeah. live. Like, I'm, like, Tinkerbell or whatever. Like, there's that quote from Glee. Like, I need a pause to live, you know? You do. Yes, and sure. I, <laughs> I need sure, to see sure, the humans. Sure. Really, I need laughter. That's the thing I need more than anything uh, else. And to be fair... I was still going to work in person. So I, like, had my human interaction in that way and then was like, I'm good for the day. Even though I'm, like, a very social person. So, you like, are. I don't know. But uh, I think one of the things that you and I have talked about is just that live theater in person and just, like, being around each other for rehearsals and, like, you know, whatever our ice cream budget is after rehearsals yeah, and, I mean, like, going energy. to do stuff and, like, grab a beer. Um, Maybe the beer... We don't really work that into our budget, but we don't. Um, that's an that's an external expense. <laughs> that's an external like that's a personal expense. Um, but I think that part of it we definitely both have missed, and like are looking forward to everything that's coming back and things that are opening up. And this is, yeah. you know, this will be a little snapshot in time if you are listening to this in the future. This is what it was like. Is the excitement of one of us being vaccinated to feel good about being in a room together to do this, yeah. I think was, is like really great. Okay. So, uh, my current situation, uh, so Lauren truly like teaches it. She, uh, music directs, she's got that capability. She's great on stage. Um, I direct too sometimes. she directs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So kind of like all those things, I don't do any of the onstage things. And my day job is very separate from this. I run a company that, uh, I've been very proud to run and that's how we kind of became friends is through interaction through there. And then 
we're all good friends. The theater community, especially in our area, is like very small in terms of everybody just kind of knows each other. So there's lots of overlap and helping out in different places. And then I run a high school program uh, as well. So it's kind of nice where we're around it in different ways, but you know, definitely it's a part of something that we enjoy doing enough that, well, you made it a career. Sure did. So, and I made it like, uh, more than a hobby. It's we'll like say. a, it's like a side hustle. It is my side hustle yeah. that takes up more time than my main hustle, I yeah. think. Yeah. But sometimes that's how the the side hustle works. It's true. Um, depending on your side hustle, like, you know, do what you hustle. want with your life. But, uh, it's yeah. a good side. Here's the thing though. And we've talked about this and I think this is something we both agree which is, it is, like, one of the most fulfilling... Like, you need applause to live, but I also think it satisfies you in another way. It does. Uh, if You know, for me, it's just the the whole process of everybody working together and uh, the experience of it all mm-hmm. is obviously the big part to me, too. So I thought we would delve into, because that's kind of like our past present. Yeah, I want to so, clarify, though. Yeah. I don't need applause directed at me. She does a little bit. <laughs> I've, I've had to clap a couple times no, when we've listen. been hanging out because I see her fading. Because I start to yeah, And disappear. I see her where I'm like, have we had lunch yet? No, she, we had, we did. She just needs applause. I need, no, no, no. I, so I don't need it directed at me all the time. What I just need is to hear it. Yeah. No, you need to, no, no, no. You, it's, for you, it's the same thing. You want to be around the, yeah, the process the and energy. the production. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And especially when I'm in a show, having that something to work towards and work on and work with people. Yeah. And, you know, I am a big, like, dive into a character type person. So, like, my character backstory is, like, I can write a whole thesis on, like, a character. Yeah. So that part of it is like super cool. Do you to think me. too, theater's so interesting to me and we joke a lot that when we do shows, as soon as a show is done for me, I forget everything that happened. Um, which is like, honestly, a little true, but... It's super weird, but also continue. <laughs> yeah, I know, because people, listen, people are always like, remember when we did this show and this happened? I'm like, sure. I genuinely, I only remember really good things and then I remember nothing else. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing that theater is such a snapshot in time, right? Like, you do a production, you put in these crazy amount, you know, crazy amount of time and work and effort, and then you do it, and then it's done. Mm -hmm. And even if you, this is like always the thing that got me, is even if you do that show again, like two years down the line, ten years down the line, it's still different. And even like, you go to Broadway where they're doing that show eight times a week, every show is different. Like, that's the thing, that's like the crazy thing where it's the same, but it's not. Yeah. So I I always think that's kind of a, a fun part about theater is that like, it will only exist in time as it did when you performed it in that way with those people in that moment. There are just so many variables that like you, you can't control that, that make it so fun. If you, cause like, here's the thing, pandemic has given us a really a lot of time to think about theater because it's been shut down. And in our podcast future, we have a lot of fun things planned. Yeah. We're going to delve into some maybe known shows, some unknown shows and dissect them a little bit, you know, maybe over a few beverages. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do some Q and a stuff. We're going to have some guests. Some guests. We're going to do like great. a, a drink drink along with us kind yeah, of situation. it's going to be great. We have a lot of really fun stuff, but we figured this one, you know, we'll get to know us a little bit. Yeah. But Pandemic has given us a lot of time to, like, dream and have thoughts about theater, I think more so than when we're doing shows and in it. So I think my question to you is if you could do any show... Because you are, you do like to be on stage. I mean, you were very talented. I use you a lot off stage because that's where I kind of need you. But you have um, a lot of people that can do what I do on stage. So like. yes, well, not exactly what you do, but um, when it comes to like, I don't have as many music director choices to pick from, and you also do that very well. So, uh, but if you, I guess you could include that too. But if you could pick any 
like this is dream scenario we're coming out of the pandemic and people are hungry for theater if you could pick any scenario or any role or any show what would you pick this would be one yeah of course one so well what? here's what i tell you we do top five okay because well, i love a top five yeah i love a good top five i want to be the witch in into the woods okay Inter- Ooh, interesting yeah i want to be mary poppins yeah, you love that. I love Mary Poppins. It used to be my number one, but Into the Woods is always my number one. Okay. So, like, I love Sondheim, so I'd like to be... I really want to be Sweeney Todd, but I realize that's not really, like... Maybe we do the switch, <laughs> Sweeney Todd. I mean, that's that's my real dream role in that show, but, like, yeah, if, if it's not switch, I, I want to be Mrs. Lovett. Um, that is maybe your only choice in that show. It's yeah. Joanna. I'm too old for Joanna now. I well, think. I And I don't know it, if but... my voice really does that anymore. I mean, like, it, it can, but not, like... <laughs> Not as well as some other people we know. That is that do. like lyric, lyric, soprano, crazy high? It's it's qu- it's a more color to our style. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like I used to be able to do that, and now like teaching in the pandemic, like I don't even know if I can sing Mary Poppins anymore. Like, <laughs> like I would work on it, but like you we'll just see. sound like a fifty year old smoker. You were like, I'm gonna need to play Bert, like <laughs> what, like that, like no, it's just like I I just have to do a lot of work. I teaching on Zoom is just like a different style of speaking oh, that has yeah. really like fatigued my voice. Yeah. Um, and I can still, I mean, I was singing the other day just kind of for fun and I was like, I can still kind of belt, but like, I don't know. It's. You got to get back in like voice shape. That's what it is. I really do. I have to like, you know, go see like a voice teacher or something. It's. Sure. It's fine. Sure, sure, sure. The pandemic. Um, so let's see. I have, that was two. Yeah. (laughs) This is good. Well, no, uh, uh, no, no, three. Witch, witch, Mary Poppins, (laughs) Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Todd. Great. That one's hard. There's, there's a musical that not a lot of people know about that is really cool called the light in the piazza oh sure sure um and i'm i'm almost aging out of that character but i'd like to be clara okay she's the yeah you're getting very old you're about to be into grandma roles the character is supposed to be 26 and i'm gonna be 30 this summer like get out of here (laughs) i'm close to that i've got you cast as yenta and when we do fiddler so yeah yep uh and then you were talking about switch bobby yeah in company and i really want to do that that that's like kind of become that's coming like a role that I really want to do because I have always yeah. So Company is a like classic uh, Sondheim show. Yeah, and done it for years. And they were supposed to in March. It was supposed to come to Broadway where they've switched it and they've yeah. modernized it. Where Bobby typically traditionally played by a man, they've made a woman, which changes a lot of things in There's that show. A lot of dynamics. Um, yeah. Which is very cool, and I it's such a good part for you, I think. Thank you. I, I it's funny because I did company ooh, twenty, I don't know, fourteen or something like that, and um, I played Amy, and that is like the best role I think I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, but I could never do it again. It's like it's so stressful. I actually shared that song with my students this week because um, last week we looked at Guns and Ships from Hamilton, and it oh. set a record. Oh. Yes. Similar. Weirdly well, similar. it is. And here's why I connected them. It's because it set a record for fastest dialogue on yeah. Broadway. And so I showed them, like, I, they didn't, they were like, what else is there? And I was like, patter. And so I showed them not getting married today from company. I was yeah. like, this is kind of what would have held that record before. And I don't know if it did or not, but I was like, this is the I like how the kids are like, so just that song from Hamilton, surely no other shows exist yeah. <laughs> that have ever done anything fast. No, never. Well, because they don't, I mean, they, don't they think it's like rap and like, that's it. And I'm like, that, yes, but here's some history. Yeah. And so I did say like hey kids i did this this role once and i could not it's so hard i just sat backstage like panicking then you go on stage and you do it and you hope you don't screw up and then and then the second half of the show if you're amy it's very boring yeah once you, just, you like, get that around. out you're like sure, i'm Bobby, tired whatever. yeah you're like get get married, don't get married whatever <laughs> um 
Yeah. And um, okay. <clears throat> and I had 15 performances and I screwed up once. Ooh. And it was, I still think about it like all the time. <laughs> it still haunts your dreams. Yeah. You just wake up doing that part where yeah. you're like, I'm not going to get married today. Like, yeah, still. But it, Elaine Stritch came to see the show before she, it was like the year before she died. Wow. Okay. And that was not the time I screwed up. So that feels okay. She, no, that's a win. <laughs> yeah. Elaine saw you do it right. Yeah. I think those are all good choices. I think. You know, what's interesting, women in theater, you age out, you are either the ingenue or you're not. Like, that's really kind of it. Uh, There's not, like, a lot of good roles that are written for women. mm -hmm. Like, just meaty good roles. And that's actually (laughs) something I'm doing my graduate research on. There you go. (laughs) You know, you mentioned overachieving early in life. Now I'm doing it. No, now I don't. No, now I don't. (laughs) I got it all out in, like, middle school and high school, and then I was like, that's enough. You're like, no more homework for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, now I'm in grad school for for theater, and I am doing um, my, like, thesis on uh, women in theater and Okay, so see, this will be an an episode. Yeah. Uh, We can talk about my findings. Well, it's just one of those interesting things where... I think when you start looking at shows, women especially are, it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same thing we see in a lot of media, right? It's yeah. the, They're either the girlfriend or a love interest who doesn't do very much. Very rarely are they the main character. Um, and in musical theater, a lot of times they're a love interest or maybe a main character in some ways. Like maybe a show like, you know, Thoroughly Modern Millie or something. Mary Poppins, I guess. But, or they play like the best friend like they pay the, the roles are like either the main love interest or their quirky best friend that is like the comedic relief yeah um you know so it's it's always kind of interesting to try to i, I think it's interesting to hear you say which ones you would want and two of them are switch shows yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> two like, men's you, roles. Yeah. yeah that you would be like well i want to do these but they're traditionally played by men i'd um, like to play a murderer Sweeney <laughs> todd would be interesting switch oh i just love the role like so mr lovett much. yeah i want i want to be sweeney todd just call me sweeney yeah and i want to be yeah i just think it'd be so cool sweeney todd's like one of those weird shows that i think is kind of well-known ish i mean they made that movie with johnny depp years ago now it feels like a long time ago i was about to be like that's a current reference it's not it's no it was like 20s it was like early <laughs> it was like early 2000s um yeah. for me it was just a recent memory it was um, like last week <laughs> i don't know time we- works weird for me but um, you know, like, I just think there's so many interesting shows and I, I think it's a little bit, it's starting to move a little bit better now toward shows that are maybe a little bit geared, have like a little bit more women as yeah. the protagonist, but you know, still to, to pick through, like I said, it's an, in, it's an interesting tell for you to be like two of mine are dude roles. Yeah. I think those are all good choices. I certainly don't want to be on stage, so I have no dream roles per se, but I would say if dream shows to like do. We're regional right now, so just know that the community we live in is not very diverse, uh, which is is okay. It presents its own pluses and minuses, but uh, I definitely think, you know, if I had no constraints and we had no, there were no like, no casting constraints, I guess is what I'm really saying. If you if you had the right demographic. The I know right exactly where you're going with this. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so my, I mean, my dream show, and I might be in the shot, I don't know, is West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, I, to me, whenever we look at shows and we pick music and we do those types of things, uh, especially musicals, it's always music first for me. And West Side Story is a show that I saw early as a kid. I like warped my tape, uh, video, my VHS of it. Great. I have it on DVD. You know, I've seen it a thousand different iterations at different theaters. And it's such an iconic music, like the score of it. The it's also my favorite score. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so good. And then it's just a fun classic story. I mean, it's Romeo and Juliet. So it's classic Shakespeare on stage with like fancy dancing and 
chucks. Well, it's fancy dancing and also, I mean, there's some modern racial discussions yes. to be had. Still very prevalent. Are, it's prevalent. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Steven Sondheim. Great. Sneaky, sneaky Steven Sondheim. Bernstein. I don't feel like people don't know a lot about that he did that. Well, it's because he, it's not his music, it's no, Bernstein's it's lyric. music. It's his lyrics. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, it, his lyrics are not as... He's not, as, <laughs> not known for it as much, but I love that show, so I definitely think I would do that. I definitely want to do Waitress. We have talked about this in that I I've now seen that show I think three or four times live and it is such a good and I here's the thing I knew the movie before it was ever a musical so when they announced that it was going to be a musical I was like I love that movie I, I had already loved the movie. Know it was a movie so like. totally so it is it's based on um movie by Adrienne Shelley who was tragically killed there's a whole backstory about her but she was like an up-and-coming female filmmaker um it's really cute it's got Carrie Russell and Nathan Fillion in it it's like oh. adorable um, but I knew the movie and knew I loved it. And then when it was announced it was going to be a musical and that Sarah Bareilles was doing the music, I was like, I already like that too. So, and it, if you have not seen it or don't know anything about it, it, like go listen. One, the music's great. And two, it's such an interesting, positive show that ends, it's got twists and turns. You definitely, I have cried every time I've seen it, but it ends on such a positive note and you leave feeling so, so positive. And also because it's about pie, they always pump in pie smells through the, audi- the auditorium in the lobby. theater. Yes, and it smells amazing. It's <laughs> very cool. Um, so if we ever did that, I would just sell pies in our lobby. It'd be yeah. great. Uh, but like I would love to do that show. Sale. I know. I would love to do that show. Um, plus, like I said, the music's just great. Yeah. Um, I think... Now I'm really trying to think. Maybe that's it. <laughs> you have stuff too. Well, I would love to do... Here's the thing. I would love to revisit some shows that we've did. Like, I would love to do Last Five again. Oh, same. Um, I'd like I, to play Kathy this time. That's like what I'm saying. I would love to just revisit that show with a different cast and I think yeah. do different things with it. Like, there's just different things that you can do. The show is very versatile in that way. I also would love to do Next to Normal. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that. Some of these smaller shows. Can I have another one? I want to put Diana on my list. You can put Diana. <laughs> I almost was going to say that to you because you didn't say it, but then I was like, I don't know, maybe her I forgot. vibe has changed. It's like, you know, because like, here's the thing. I gotta, I should really just keep a list in my pocket. And you should. Like, here are my dream roles today. And then like, swatch them out they as can, I feel. It can be on a rotation. Yeah. I feel fine about that. Um, And then I think I would do Into the Woods again. Oh. We, we did Into the Woods. I did it with a, not my company, a different company, but it was such a fun show to do and one of my favorite sets I've ever designed and I would it's just such a fun show like it's it's very much my sense of humor where it's all kind of a little tongue-in-cheek a little dark it's pretty dark you know but uh I think it's such a fun show and musically it's so it's done so well once again Sondheim I'm not as big of a Sondheim lover as you are but I do appreciate his music um, I think sometimes his music to me is perfect in a show. And then if you start to listen to it too much, though, it starts to sound a little bit the same. And Jason Robert Brown is the same way. Oh, yeah. Where I'll be like, surely those are all the same song we've just listened to 10 times in a row. And you're like, no, 10 different songs. Um, I promise. Well, you know what? Into the Woods is funny. I actually... um gonna get a an Into the Woods quote tattoo like sometime soon. Okay. Did I tell you about this? Uh, you did not. Uh, was my grandfather passed away in January. Okay. And one of the, like, the most like pivotal moments of my childhood was seeing my grandfather and my dad in Into the Woods when I was like eight. Baker and narrator? <laughs> uh, narrator and prince. Okay. Cinderella's prince and wolf. Okay, okay. So, and because my dad... 
back when I was like younger, he was very tall and had very like a full head of dark hair. He was, I mean, he was the prince. Okay, he was so good. He also played Dracula once. It was anyway. Um, <laughs> we can talk sure. about that later. Well, yeah. Um, and so he, it was like his favorite thing he'd ever done was into the wood, and he's done so many shows. My grandfather. And so my arm is gonna say every knot was one straight rope. Into the woods is one of those shows we did, and it was I didn't direct it. And, but I was around it. It was just so fun to do. It's just a fun, fun show. And we, it's a fun way to get actors. It's like a true ensemble show, Mm -hmm. but still has like solos and features and things like that. But like, it truly is an ensemble where they all get together. They all have a thing to do, you know, and go forward. So I think I would probably revisit those. I'm sure there's some that I'm like forgetting. Like I, to be honest with you, I don't think there's anything currently on Broadway or anything like that, that I would be like jonesing to do. You don't want to direct Hamilton? No. Do you know what? (laughs) And this is controversial and, and maybe we'll wrap up on this controversial note. Here's the thing. I love Hamilton. I think it's very good. I watched the bootleg that exists maybe somewhere. I watched the Disney. Disney Sure. I watched the real, you know, um, permission shot Disney version. I knew the soundtrack way before then. I'm going to be honest. I had a chance to go see it in New York. I didn't take it. I literally went and saw two other shows and not because I was like, it's too expensive. Although it was too expensive. But I just don't have, like, a burning desire to go see it. Well, that's what, you know, I saw it when it came to Detroit, and it was very good. Okay. And I've seen it since on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And, and it's excellent. Yeah. Um, there's a lot you can learn from it. I think, especially seeing it on Disney+, Plus, I, as a, the- like, middle school theater director, I'm like, well, I can steal some things. Like, yes. you know, like, this this piece will work, like, this movement will work for these kids, and yep. they'll recognize it because most of them have seen it. Yeah. Which is good. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat where I don't feel like I want to, I don't want to take on directing that ever. No. I don't ever want to take on being in it because it's no. too much fucking work. It's <laughs> a lot. It's kind of a lot. Yeah. Well, honestly, so with that trip, when we could have gone to see that, we went saw Once on this Island and it's the oh, best show I've ever seen. So I, listen, yeah. I kind of feel like not for nothing, no offense to Hamilton, uh, Lin-Manuel, if you ever listen to this, so sorry. Lin, but, listen, get but, in touch. But. Yeah, get in touch. We'd love to have you on, but is... I like it for what it is. Work. And here's the thing. If if an opportunity arose for me to go see it, I definitely would. Yeah. But, like, given that situation, we chose uh, Once on this Island. It, was, it truly is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Which leads me to, what is the best show you've ever seen? Oh, crap. Because you said Once on this Island was your best. No, and truly, uh, we it was the best show I've seen from a, like, music standpoint, all that stuff, but from a production. Because I tend to go in, like, I tend to go in and look at, like, production stuff a little bit even more so than the show. And the production value of it and all the things that they did into the production that also added to the show itself <clears throat> was so smart and so cool and yeah. so good. And it was 4D because at one point they have a storm. I'd say the, the elements are coming at Yes, you. they had like wind machines that like hit you and like you could feel the water. And it was like very immersive and very, very cool. And one of the things we talked about, because in New York they did it, it was in the round. Yeah. And then it was going to go on tour. And I was like, how? How would they ever tour the show? Because that space for it was so perfect and how they had everything. I told you there was like a pool of water that people like literally rode a boat in and then got on, like got into the stage area. I, how would you ever do that yeah, in like a big giant, you know. You have to gut the whole theater. You, I don't know how that. you would tour it. So anyway. That is by far, I think, the best show I've seen. My favorite show to see is West Side Story. Yeah, I think, I don't know. The best one I have seen, I feel like the only thing that's coming into my brain, and I've seen stuff, so I don't know, Come From Away. Okay, that's I've like heard amazing. That. No, I've heard a lot um, of people say that. My husband bought me tickets for, I don't know, like a birthday or Christmas or something. 
we saw it, I think maybe a couple of years ago when it came to Detroit and it was, I mean, I, it's just incredible. Like the, the way it's cast and the way it's done, I mean, it's almost like a forensics piece okay. in that there's just a bunch of chairs and tables and every once in a while you have like a piece that is like, here's an open sign for this bar. So just really simple production. Really simple. And then you know everyone, I love, I hate a set. Oh God. It's, it's, but you know, the chairs, the way they move them become so many different things and everything happens all at once. Each actor plays multiple characters from multiple walks of mm. life. So like they change accents in okay. a second. They, ch- I mean, and it's set in Newfoundland, Canada, which is a very specific accent. So it they is. all have to do this one accent and then all of these other accents that come along with it. They're just watching how they change their costume pieces. Like it's very basic. Like you put a hat on and you're another character, but then you'd have to figure out like dream show. It's so cool. But you have to like, you're watching and you're like, where did that hat go? Where did it come from? Like they had a jacket and what happened to it? Like, it's so cool to watch. Um, and the story is just beautiful. So I think, yeah, I think come from away is my, I mean, it's, that has been, Aside from, I think, doing theater, I like miss watching theater. Uh-huh. Like, I miss going to see, and I, you know, we joke a lot. I have my, like, high school tour where I go see a lot of the high school shows in the area. We have a lot of kids that we know, and, you know, you go support them, and it's just good. To, it's always good theater. It has been very weird to not just go to the theater and have that night where you're like, oh, it's a dinner, and yeah, you would probably get dressed up a little bit. I would probably just look the same, but you know, I mean, maybe depending on depending on where we're going, yeah, just, what was going on. Um, you would look like you showered. I don't know, I, maybe not for me, but um, oh my god, uh, no, you know, my dress up mood for that is like all my regular clothes, but then I put on a cardigan, yeah. And then I'm Fancy. like, well, now I'm dressed up. Yeah. But no other piece of clothing is different. We're doing it. Maybe you're wearing leather chucks instead. Yeah, I, it's true. I maybe, like, change it up where I put on, like, sort of real shoes. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I miss that aspect of going. I'm sure that's true for a lot of people. But just going out and having, like, the hoopla of it. And then you go and you see the show. And then you go out for drinks afterward. And you're like, I really liked it. Or, like, whoa, that lady was crazy who played that. I can't believe she's in the theater. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you go and you have that whole experience. So I think we're both very much looking forward to those things coming back from a performer and production side of it but then also just as like theater goers and people who love to see theater yeah theater lovers is like a good that's actually it doesn't sound that great Never yeah mind. we shouldn't say i <laughs> maybe you won't i'm gonna be honest i, I said it and i regretted it i shouldn't have said theater <laughs> we don't want to say theater plus lovers. i emphasize lovers so what that, if, well, that was weird listen hear me out like let's make that the title of this podcast theater like, lovers theater lovers is okay i hate it <laughs> Great, uh, great. No, that is what we that is what we are. Let's embrace it. Let's accept it. Oh, um, sounds so creepy. Yeah, I think. What do you think? I I think this is you know this is our first go out. Yeah. Um, it could get released. We could hear it back and decide this is like a secret one that gets released later on as like a secret episode bonus. But I think you know this is a good stopping point. And going forward, we have some I think some fun stuff that we're gonna do and we're gonna talk about and. Mostly, to be honest with you, it's just for us a good reason to hang out and be able to talk about stuff that we normally would just talk about, I think, in our real lives. Yep. Uh, and to kind of do that kind of stuff. So uh, this was this was great. We did it. Yeah. We mostly did it. We, like, we're doing it. We're doing it, <laughs> we which did. is a mantra of our company. We're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, not as theater lovers, though. <laughs> <laughs>